Does anybody know what time it is? Time to worship. Yeah. yeah. So uh, join us as we sing. We're going to start with the song. Uh, now's the time to worship. Bless the Lord.
Look around you. Whoever wasn't, whoever's not here that was here last week, make sure you call them up and tell them they owe you lunch or something. <laughs> that's the rules. They missed it when we we signed into law today. Amen. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, I just come before you. Thank you that we can gather together in your house and just praise your name for who and what you are. And we just ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you will continue to bless us this day, continue to pour out your blessings upon this body. And God, may we be able to leave out of here today, not just saying we came to your house, but that we stood in the presence of the one true God, the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the one who chose to make a pathway for us. God, be with those who couldn't be here today. You know the hearts and the, the direction of everyone that's not here. Be with them wherever they may be. Heal their bodies, direct their paths, but be with them and let them know that they were missed. And first of all, that you love them and be with them right where they're at as well. God, may your will be done in this church body this day. And God, I do pray, if there's one here today that does not know you, whatever the reason may be, may they seek your direction and accept you before it's too late. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I know it said last week we were going to have a, a baptism today, but Dakota's baptism got moved to next week. So next week we'll be having that baptism. But we're still going to have a, a great day in God's house. Amen? Amen. Amen. So walk around, shake somebody's hand, and just tell them it's good to see them in God's house this morning.
everybody's sleeping out there okay guys i got just a few announcements let me um first of all you didn't get bulletins this morning our printer was eating the the paper for some reason so we didn't wasn't able to print any bulletins so i do yeah there you go there you go you didn't get the new prayer list there's a lot of folks on the new prayer list so i pray that we will get those out short soon however uh as far as announcements goes, there's just a couple I want to grab, one of which is rather important because it starts this evening. If you don't remember, we were having our three-day uh, mini-revival Bible conference. Uh, it, it's, it's, what do you call it? It was um, winning the, how to win the race for Christ. It starts this evening, 6 o'clock. I want to encourage you to come. Scott's going to be preaching that, and uh, some youth are going to be leading the music, so you can come and just sit and re- relax and, and enjoy but most of all, I hope be quickened by the Word of God. So I encourage you. I'd like to see a good turnout. He's bringing a bunch of folks with him this evening. But it's tonight at 6 and then Monday and Tuesday at 7. So if you can mark the next three nights off your calendar to come up and listen to him uh, preach, it's not listening to him, it's listening to the Word of God through him. And let's get take from it what we need to listen to. Amen? So that starts this evening, 6 o'clock this evening. And then Monday and Tuesday will be at 7 o'clock. So I encourage you to come and be a part of that. Also, as we have in the past, our Thanksgiving meal is going to be on Thanksgiving Day here, guys. I want to, if you have somewhere you need to be, praise God. But if you want to come and spend Thanksgiving with your church family, please feel free. We're going to be here all day. I get up here early and start the, the Macy's Day Parade in the front room, and then that later on in the day turns into the football room to watch the games that are being played during the day. There will be games, regular board games and such in the fellowship hall. There will be plenty of food. Uh, just a great time. You can come for five minutes, an hour, two hours, or you can stay all day. Uh, what, whatever the Lord lays on your heart. So I want to encourage you to come. If you know any brothers and sisters that don't have a place to go, for whatever the reason may be, uh, something happened in a family or the kids have moved on, something, let them know they don't have to be alone. Re- remind them they can come out here and we'll sit together and we'll have a good time being thankful for all the things that God has blessed us with. Amen? You know, I... You don't have your bulletin, but on the back of the bulletins, yeah, this one's one of the new ones. But I found a neat cartoon that says, Thanksgiving's given thanks for the things we have. Veterans Days give thanks for those who fought for the things that we have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's there's a lot coming on. Our toy drive is going to be kicking off, so be thinking about that as well. If God's laid it on your heart, all these things, all these dates are coming close, guys. I don't know if you realize how close the Christmas season is, but we're into those holidays now. So keep all that in your prayers and just keep looking up with all that you say and do. There may have been more announcements. I can't think of any offhand, so we're just going to go with that. Brian, you got our scripture reading this morning, brother? Chris couldn't be here this morning, and this was his day, so you're going to have to stand taller, grow more hair up frontal area. No, just <laughs> Learn, how Learn how to sing. Learn how to sing. Father God, I just lift up my brother to you, and I thank you that he was able and willing to, to on the spot like this, be able to step in and, and take this scripture reading. May we hear what you have that, for us to hear through him. Bless his willingness, bless his family, Lord, and thank you for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. I, uh, I didn't really have time to, to uh, look. I had to make it taller. 
What's that tell you? <laughs> I wear mine. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I didn't really have time to look up anything, so uh, I got on my phone here, and I get a verse of the day uh, every morning um, on my uh, on my phone. And uh, this was November the sixth. It's the first one that I pushed in, uh, that I clicked on with my finger. But um, it's Psalms eighty-five eight, uh, and it says, uh, "I will listen to what God." The Lord says he promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. You know, we learn that peace uh, through studying his word, through having him in our heart. We learn that peace uh, and we get that peace and guidance. And that's what this uh, revival is going to be about, really, is uh, is um, spreading that. I think it's going to be on evangelism, right, on learning how to spread his word and It's going to be good. <laughs> Amen. It says uh, he promises peace to his people, his faith, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. So that's what we need to do, not turn to folly. And it seems like a lot of the nation is turning to folly right now. And uh, I, pray that, I pray that those that are, might be turning to folly might find the peace that comes through our Savior, Jesus Christ, and in him. Uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you for letting us come to your house. Thank you for the, for the assurance that you give us, God, that, that, uh, and the peace that you give us, Lord. Um, I pray today, Lord, that you will bless this fellowship, uh, bless every word that is spoken or sung, God, let them all glorify you, God. Let us have a loving fellowship with one another. Bring us back tonight, Lord, to, uh, to see what uh, your servant Scott has to, uh, to bring us from you, Lord. Uh, and forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. I pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. We're going to continue worshiping the Lord in song. Um, if you'd like to stand, feel free to stand up. Um, if you'd like to stay seated, that's fine too. We want you to be comfortable in your worship, but we're going to lift the Lord up in praise together either way. <laughs> Three, four. These are the days of Elijah. Declaring the word of the Lord And these are the days of your servant Moses Righteousness being restored Though these are days of great trials Of famine and darkness and swords Still we are the voice in the desert crying Prepare ye the way of the Lord Behold he comes Riding on the cloud, shining like the sun, at the trumpet's call, lift your voice, so hear of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation come. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming his flesh. 
These are the days of your servant David rebuilding the temple of praise. These are the days of the harvest. The fields are as wide in your world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard, declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on the cloud, shining like the sun. At the trumpet's call, so lift your voice, so you do believe. And out of Zion's hill, salvation come. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 Behold, He comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet's call, so lift your voice, so you to believe. And out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Behold, He comes, riding on the clouds, Shining like the sun At the trumpet's call So lift your voice So here to believe And out of Zion's hill Salvation come Bless the Lord As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me, leads me safely through the sinking sand. It is the Christ of Calvary. This would be my prayer, dear Lord, each day to help me do the best I can. For I need thy light to guide me day and night. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Jesus, hold my hand. I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy power. Hear my plea, my feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Let me travel in the light divine that I may see the blessed way. Keep me that I might be holy, thine, and sing redemption songs someday. And I will be a soldier brave and true, and ever firmly take a stand. As I onward go and day to meet the foe, blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Jesus, hold my hand, I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect.
took me by the palm Hear my feeble plea Oh Lord, look down on me When I kneeled in prayer I hoped to meet you there Blessed Jesus, hold my hand when I wandered through the valley dim toward the setting of the sun, lead me safely to a place of rest. If a crown of life I want, I have put my faith in Thee, dear Lord, that I may reach the golden strand. There's no other friend on whom I can depend. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Jesus, hold my hand. I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy power. Hear my feeble plea. Lord, look down on me When I kneel in prayer I hope to meet you there Blessed Jesus, hold my hand When I kneel in prayer I hope to meet you there Blessed Jesus, hold my hand Amen. Amen. That's the Lord. Three, four. This is my prayer in the desert When all that's within me feels dry This is my prayer and my hunger and need My God is the God who provides this is my prayer in the fire, in weakness or trial or pain. And there is a faith through the more worth than gold, so we find me, Lord, through the flame. And I will bring praise, I will bring praise, no weapon formed against me shall remain. I will rejoice, I will declare, God is my victory and He is here. This is my prayer in the battle, when triumph is still on its way. I am a conqueror and co-heir with Christ, so firm on His promise I'll stand. And I will bring praise, I will bring praise No weapon formed against me shall remain I will rejoice, I will declare God is my victory and He is here All of my life, in every season You are still God and I have a reason to sing I have a reason to worship All of my life In every season You are still God 
And I have a reason to sing I have a reason to worship All of my life In every season You are still God And I have a reason to sing I have a reason to worship All of my life in every season you are still God and I have a reason to sing I have a reason to worship and I will bring praise I will bring praise no weapon formed against me shall remain I will rejoice I will declare God is my victory and He is here. This is my prayer in the harvest when favor and providence flow. I know I'm filled to be emptied again. The seeds I've received I will sow. Never underestimate my Jesus You're telling me there's no hope I'm telling you you're wrong Never underestimate my Jesus When the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong Am I the point? Of no improvement, what of the death I still dwell in? I try to excel, but I feel no movement. Can I break free from this unreleasable sin? I never underestimate my Jesus. You're telling me there's no hope, I'm telling you you're wrong. Never underestimate my Jesus. When the world around you crumbles, He will be strong, He will be strong. I throw my hands, I hold the impossibilities, frustrated and tired. Where do I go from here? I'm searching for confidence. I'll also willingly overcoming these obstacles is overcoming my fear. Never underestimate my Jesus. You're telling me there's no hope. I'm telling you you're wrong. Never underestimate my Jesus When the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong Am I at the point of no improvement? What of the death I still dwell in? I try to excel but I feel no improvement Can I break free from this unreleasable sin?
never underestimate my Jesus You're telling me there's no hope, I'm telling you you're wrong Never underestimate my Jesus When the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong Some people sure have short memories, and those who are too young to know need to be taught. Come on, I, I want to show you guys something. to defy gravity. To honor my family. I lived in the belly of a beast. I fixed the hearts of iron monsters. I became a worm in the mud for dignity. For honor. For righteousness sake. For God and country. I fought for you. I fought for you. For you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you, and I'd do it again.
Amen. The freedom that we enjoy, it was not free. And as those men and women up there shown, they fought for you and I. So I want to take a moment right now. Annabelle, where's Annabelle? Annabelle, you said you wanted to do this. I want I would like all of my our veterans that have don that willingly donned that uniform so we have the freedoms we have today. I'd like you to stand up for just a moment, please. They didn't do it for this, but I'd like everyone to just thank them. Amen. And there are many that aren't here today that are members of this church. And I hope if you see them, uh, wherever they may be, remind them, thank you for their service. Thank you for what they've done for this great country and for you and I to have the freedoms we have. Amen? Praise God. This morning, I want to talk about that just a little bit. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 22. Acts chapter 22 is where we're going to be this morning. I want us to think about that just a little bit. I, I can't help but uh, tell Sherry I feel like a baby watching a video. Like the eyes still leak a little bit. But I, it reminds me how freedom is not free. Thank you, baby. Oh, okay. Thank you. As the, the, the final finishing line of that, that thing, that video just said, some, some, some gave some. All, some gave, all gave some, but some gave all. We need to remember not just those that were able to stand here today. There are many who are buried in foreign lands today. There are many that never were found or made it back because, so that we, you and I can have the freedoms that we enjoy here today. Freedom has a high price tag to it, guys. And this being Veterans Weekend, I understand Veterans Day was actually Friday. However, we should pray for and thank our veterans on a daily basis. But why not at least give them the entire weekend this weekend? We should want to honor those who have fought and are fighting for the freedoms that we are speaking of right now. The very fact that we can gather together in this place this morning, openly proclaiming the Word of God, and preaching his gospel is a freedom that blood was spilt for for you and I. However, I'm afraid that sometimes we take it for granted. Whatever our freedoms may be, I think we forget about them at times. And though we have these freedoms, we allow the world or we allow those people around us to make us think that we don't have them any longer. We forget about the blood that was shed so that you and I can do this. For over 200 years, America has lost men and women in 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 war so that we can have this freedom. We should not allow those rights to be taken away that were bought with blood just because of, of whether it be political correctness or our own insecurities. These are rights, these are freedoms that was given to us blood bought. They are a precious gift that we should hold on to. It is a precious gift that we have been blessed with in this great country to be able to walk with our head held high and not enslaved by everyone else. But that freedom, as I said, has a high price. Anyone who studies history, even a little bit, can easily see that the predominating nature of man, this, 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 this sinful nature that we're born with, likes to go out the, and, and dominate. We want to put others in bondage, whether we're the, 
the most powerful, where they're the richest, whatever it may be. We like to dominate and make the less fortunate when it slaves to one or the other. We can see it happening all over the world. But praise God, right here in America, we have laws. And because of the rule of law, because of those laws that were fought for, because of the, the laws of this land was built and based upon this right here, and blood was spilled to protect those laws, we don't have to worry about that. At least not yet. That, that's something we need to keep our mind attuned to. We don't need to allow those rights to be taken away from us, but we have these freedoms given to us, bought by blood, bought by those who chose to don that uniform and go out there. They, they, these laws, these rights, these benefits, these privileges were hard fought for. A lot of blood has been spilt so that we can call this the land of the free. Now, we'll sing the song at the baseball game and we'll clap and sit down. But guys, I would share with you this morning, there's a whole lot more meaning than the, inner, 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 the stretch part of the baseball game. This is the land of the free, and it's the land of the free because there was people who freely chose to don a uniform and fight for you and I. We should never, ever forget that. We also have been given spiritual freedom through one who fought and bled and died, and that was Jesus Christ. We have freedoms as Americans in this country because of the blood that was spilt by our soldiers. But then spiritually, we have a, a, a champion, a true soldier that fought and died for us as well. And he fought and he died and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. So not only as Americans do we have freedom, but as Christians, we have spiritual freedom. With spiritual freedom and, and, and the laws of the land giving us freedom as well, we as Christians should be doing everything to further the kingdom of God because Satan nor man has any hold on us because of the blood that had been spilled. We need to do like Paul did. In Acts 22, we're going to see that Paul had a run-in with his freedoms. And notice what he does here. And I want us to, to learn from this this morning. But in Acts 22, starting in verse 25. Acts 22, starting in verse 25. It says, As they stretched him out, on, stretched him out for the lash, Paul said to the centurion standing by, Is it legal for you to scourge a man who is a Roman citizen and is uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went and reported to the commander, saying, What are you going to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. The commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, he said. And the commander replied, I bought this citizenship for a large amount of money. And Paul says this, But I myself was born a citizen. By law, a Roman citizen could not be scourged. A Roman citizen could, who had not been proven guilty of a crime could not be chained up. He could not be beaten. He was claiming his rights as a Roman citizen. He was claiming his rights as being that one that, that had already had these things instituted for him. We as Christians, guys, have freedom that's bought for us even greater than that as Americans. Jesus was, excuse me, Paul could not be chained as a Roman citizen. He knew he could not. I would share with you this morning that when we are as Christ, when we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we cannot be proven guilty of sin any longer either. And when Satan comes to us and tries to shackle us with our sins, when he comes to us and tries to shackle us with all these disagreements and all these things, we need to stop and say, is it right of you who is of this world to think that you can shackle and beat me? No, for I have been born again, a Christ creation, a creation of the Lord. I am washed with the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. I have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. I am a citizen 
of Christ. I am a citizen of a heavenly kingdom. Folks, we need to start ex- exercising those rights and quit taking them for granted. But when the Satan comes against us, stand firm and realize those rights are, weren't just handed to us. They were bought with a price, a high price, the blood of Jesus Christ. We are represented by Jesus Christ and found innocent of all charges now. The highest court of appeals that has that God as judge and jury says we are innocent because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, sin cannot shackle us or beat us any longer unless we allow it to do so. Unless we choose to give up our rights. Unless those rights that was given to us, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, we roll over on and just give them back. Man's law says we're innocent until proven guilty. God says otherwise. He says we were born guilty. We were. We were born guilty. We were born sinners, found guilty, and and sentenced to die by God's law. However, Jesus Christ came in and said, I have have choose to fulfill this obligation. I choose to die in their stead. Therefore, I have now been made clean and made whole. Anyone who accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, anyone who believes that he is the Son of God, resurrected on the third day, and then walked forth and taught for those 40 days, he says, anyone who believes in me and my resurrection, so shall they be saved. When they go out and profess it before man, so shall they understand that he is one of ours. No longer does he have to worry about death. No longer does he have to worry about the things of this world. For I give him victory over this world. Yet what do we do? We allow things in our lives. We allow disappointment, discouragement, situations that may seem a little bit out of our control to shackle us and pull us down. Folks, I would tell you this morning, we have been given freedom through the blood of Jesus Christ, the greatest veteran of all, through the blood of Jesus Christ. We've been given freedom. We need to start claiming it. We need to start exclaiming it. We need When Satan tries to pull us down, we need to do just as Paul did and say, get thee behind me, you spirit of iniquity. Whatever it is, get thee behind me and understand that I am a child of the king. I am born again into the kingdom of God and you have no hold on me. We have a freedom that was fought for and bled for and it can never be taken away from us. No matter whom the Roman centurion is, no matter who the President of the United States is, no matter who the dictator of of Russia is, no matter whom, where, whatever, Satan himself can try to put up a big, grandiose, smoke and mirrors picture for us and make us think that we have no rights. I would tell you this morning that you you have been given the spiritual right of cleanliness. You have been washed innocent in the blood of the Lamb. If you will confess your sins unto the Lord, He says, confess all your sins on me and I will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Folks, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Satan, I don't care how loud he yells, screams, roars, whatever you want to call it, has no hold on you unless you allow him to. And we need to start proclaiming that, guys. If we would exclaim that and proclaim that and let Satan know that he's barking up the wrong tree, that you know your rights as a child of the heaven, if you let him know that you know that you are a joint heir to the throne of God, maybe he'll move on down the way, but at least he'll back up enough where you can continue to hold your head high and further the kingdom of God. We can continue to share the gospel and share the, the, the saving grace of God, the healing grace of God, the merciful grace of God. We can continue to share the love of an almighty God when we know that we're not shackled by the dark and dying despair of a lost and utterly desperate world. 
I can hold my head high when I proclaim who I am in Christ Jesus. Am I doing it self-righteously? No. I need to be humbled and remembered. Just as an American, I should be humbled and remember that the rights and the things I have were bought for by the blood and the sweat and tears of men and women who donned a uniform so that I could walk these streets freely. This is I need to be humbled spiritually. I only re- the only reason, not by anything I can do, the only reason I can stand and continue to move forward and proclaim the righteous word of Jesus Christ is because there was a great veteran who fought the devil himself and defeated him on that, in the grave. Defeated death, hell, and the grave. And now stands as my intermediary, my emissary, my lawyer, my mediator. He stands in the presence of God. And when the accuser points a finger, he says, nope, that one's mine. He was born of my kingdom. There is no spiritual war that can't be won when God's on your side. Those freedoms have already been won. It's already been decreed by the word of God. In our text today, Paul was, was, was about to be beaten. And what did he do? In verse 25, he says, Is it lawful for you to, to, to come against me and scourge a Roman citizen who is innocent? And that, 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 legion, that uh, centurion, he stopped. He's like, whoa, I don't want any part of this. He went and got his commander, and his commander comes back. Paul was defending his rights as a Roman citizen. Folks, you and I need to start defending our rights as a Christian. The chief captain, he comes to him and says, Paul, well, well, what is this that you're trying to say? The captain says, I used to be a slave too, but I saved up lots of money and, and I bought my freedom and I can still be whipped. But what did Paul say to him? He said, yeah, you, you say these things, captain, but listen to this. I was born free. Folks, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we have baptisms to, to, to give a, a, an illustration of it, We die to our old selves. Our old way, our old nature is put to the side. And we've been washed, renewed, made a new creation through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are born again. When Satan comes against us and says, but you, yeah, you go to church. Yeah, you say prayers. You got all these things. You think you bought your salvation. I can say, no, I didn't buy my salvation. I was born into this salvation. And because I was born through the blood of Jesus Christ, I am a joint heir to the throne, and therefore I choose to defend my rights as a Christian, whether it be to Satan, whether it be to a president, whether it be to whomever, I am saved by the grace of an almighty God, and no one can take that away from me. This is Paul. No one could take away his Roman citizenship, and he proclaimed it, and he called out his rights upon it. As Christians, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't allow the world to tell you what you can say and do. You ask God, what would you have me to say and do? And defend your rights. They were fought for. Blood was spilt for them. Salvation cannot be bought. It is not a man-made institution. No matter how often you come to church, that can't save you. But if you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, then you're born again. Because you see, that was fought for by the greatest veteran there ever was. And his name was Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God that by accepting him, we are born again. A new creation. Born into his family. If I had to be born into any family, that would be the one. Amen? And the neat thing is, you can't choose what earthly family you were born into, but you can, be cho- you can choose to be born into his. 
He said, whomsoever believeth shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Whomsoever believeth. You know what that means? Whoever in their heart and their mind decides, I choose to believe the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He lived a sinless life, and as a man hung on that cross, a sinless, blameless lamb to be slaughtered to fulfill the, the consequences of my sin. For the wages of sin is death. But he became my propitiation. He became my sacrifice. He died, took those sins to hell, defeated death, hell, and the grave, and rose again in three days and said, whomsoever believe in me shall not perish. I can choose to be born of that family. That means when I accept him as my Savior, my old self dies, and I am born new. And I should be able, just as I, I was sitting here watching this video about our men and women in uniform today, I couldn't help but have tears in my eyes. Yesterday I bawled like a baby. I couldn't help but have tears in my eyes saying there's men and women fighting for my freedoms today. When I sit here and we sing Amazing Grace or whatever the song may be, when I remember what my Lord has done for me, I should be just as humbled and proclaim that I choose for no other reason to honor the, the, the sacrifice he gave for me. I choose to claim my rights as a, as a Christian. Because he died and bled for me, and I will be humble enough to accept that gift and say that anyone who dares go against him goes against me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? I choose to be a soldier of the cross because I want to defend the honor of the man who chose to shed his blood for me. And because he chose to shed his blood for me, I choose to give my all for him. Folks, that battle has already been determined. He's already won the battle. Both past, present, and future. I don't have to worry about it. I can proclaim His righteousness till the day I die and know that one day I'm going to stand in His presence. presence. I was given a death sentence, but Jesus chose to die in my place. He died so that all who could come to Him could have spiritual freedom. Folks, we we should never forget that. We should start proclaiming those rights just as Paul did. We are innocent, never to be proven guilty because we've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to take our sins before Him and say, God, this is the way it is. We we need to go with Him back as we were talking about in Sunday school this morning with with an urgency but simplicity of just, God, here I am, and I want to live my life for you on a daily basis. I don't care who sits in the White House. My God sits in the big house upstairs. I don't care who says that there are wars and the rumors of wars. I don't care how many earthquakes we're being able to annotate all across the world today. All those things are happening, yes, but you know what? Not a single thing is happening that my God does not know about. And since I've been born into his family, since I know that I have a place at his table, since I know that I have a mansion built for me of hands not of this world, if it wasn't so, he would not have said it, he told us. Since I know this to be a fact, I don't have to be caught up in the little consequential things. I choose to proclaim my rights as a Christian and proclaim the gospel wherever I go. If every Christian would do the same, if every Christian... Just as patriotic as we are towards our flag in this country, and, I, and, and that's like the grandpa said, more people need to know that, and our young people need to be taught that. 
But just as that patriotism runs free in our blood for this country, how much more shall our spiritual patriotism be running when I know that there's nothing that can ever touch me because of the great Jesus Christ, the blood that he spilt for you and I. I can't imagine right now what some of our men and women are going through right now so that I can have the freedom to stand here and say this. You know, there's men and women today. We watched, uh, we saw a lot of World War II. We saw some Vietnam pictures up there. But guys, there's a lot of people over the last two decades eating a lot of sand so that you and I can have our freedom. They chose to put on a uniform, chose to put themselves in harm's way because their commander-in-chief told them to do so. And I think that we need to honor them. We need to remember them. They're sitting in trenches so that others can continue to have the freedom to tell others about Jesus Christ. Praise God, we have been given spiritual freedom. Praise God in this country. I thank God for this country. And I thank God that, that, that God gave us men and women who were willing to don those uniforms and fight for this country. But you know, if, God so, if this country continues down a pathway that is not godly, then praise God he'll exercise his judgment as well. And if he chooses to do so, that's okay. You know why? Because I exercise my right as a Christian to proclaim his coming, his gospel. And even if it costs me my physical life to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Christ. We need to remember that, guys. We need to quit being that silent majority and get, I mean, or minority, whatever it may be, and get back out there proclaiming the, our rights as Christians. Telling Satan, get thee behind me. You have no hold of me. Praise God that God honors our warriors. Praise God that this Veterans Day weekend, he is a veteran, therefore he looks down and honors veterans as well. He watches over our warriors. In fact, flip over to, to, to Psalms, Psalms 91. I didn't tell them back there. Hopefully they can, they can get to it. But in Psalms 91, listen to what one of the greatest warriors there ever was, David. One of God's warriors, one of the man after God's own heart. Listen to what he says in Psalms 91. Starting in verse 1. The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. This is a warrior. This is David. This is a man that had drawn the sword and been in many a vicious battle. But he never turned his back from God because he knew who where his God stood. He said, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will deliver you from the hunter's net, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day. Warriors are always afraid of those bullets that come in the night. They're always afraid of the enemy that's creeping up when, in the dark when they cannot see or hear. What does David say? If God is your God, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in the darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place. No harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent. For He will give His angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. Folks, David said, I am a warrior. But I am not afraid of war. Why? Because I know who my God is. And as long as I do what my God tells me to do, I may see pestilence. I may see battle. I may see thousands of folks die. But regardless of what happens, He is my refuge. He is my rock. 
He is the one in control. And I would share with you this morning that we need to look at life in the exact same way as David, in the same way as Paul, in the same way as all those men of old, and go back to knowing God is in control. Repetitively, time and time again throughout David's writings, he said, it is in the Lord I put my trust. Hallelujah. There are many soldiers, marines, airmen, sailors today who are sitting in trenches. They are sitting in in a line of fire. And you know who they're putting their trust in right now? In God to get them through. In God to pull them through. They're putting their faith in Jesus Christ to get them through their experiences. Just like David. Just like David. David didn't ever say he wasn't afraid. He just said, I know in whom my, my refuge is. He didn't say he was never scared. He said, I know in whom my power resides. It's in the rock of all creation. It's in, the, it's in God. I would submit to you this morning that we need to lift these men and women who are in uniform all around this globe today. And you know, I would say we need to not only remember those who have fought for us, not only remember those who are still overseas fighting for us, but you, do you know, I don't know if you realize this, but right now the suicide rate of veterans in, in America, they made it back, they're here, is 22 a day. 22 veterans a day are taking their own life because of things they've seen and things that's happened. I forgot the statistic of the homeless, of those that are coming back from Iraq and Desert Storm and such. I would share with you this morning that we need to be exercise our rights as spiritual Christians. Tell Satan to get thee behind me and start lifting up our military. Lift them up in prayer. Both those that are fighting and those that are back here that, that's still fighting their own personal battles, whatever they may be. We need to lift up our men, our women, our sailors, our marines, our, 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 grunt, uh, not grunt, our, our soldiers, our airmen. We need to start lifting them up and praying for them that God's blessing be upon them. Thank them for their service. And you'll do that by first humbling yourself behind the greatest veteran of all, Jesus Christ. They are seeking him out in their experiences that they're going through right now. And I would say to you this morning that you need to do the same. Will you trust Jesus Christ or have you trusted Jesus Christ amidst the circumstances and experiences you're having to deal with now too? The greatest way to honor our veterans, I mean, it's great to go up and shake their hand and say thank you for your service. But you know what the greatest way to honor our veterans is? Lift them up in prayer unto our Lord. But to lift them in prayer unto our Lord, you've got to first know Him. You must first know Him. You can't exercise a right that you do not have. That captain came to Paul and he said, you know, I saved up lots of money and I bought my freedom. But I can still be whipped and I can still be flogged. Just because you come to church and you think you've bought your salvation doesn't make it so. Paul said, I've been born a Roman. Once you know Christ, you can say, I've been born again a child of the King. You really want your prayers to be lifted up beyond this ceiling into the heavens? You have to pray that prayer for forgiveness and salvation it's not special words it's not magical 
You just got to let the Lord see your heart that you choose to humble yourself. That you choose to accept the fact that He fought in your stead. That He bled and He died. And defeated death, hell, and the grave and allowed He that knew no sin. Think about that for a minute. You know how nasty? We, we tease a man. At, there's a man at Alto Frio. One of the maintenance men, his golf cart got away from him and went smack down into the, se- into the septic stuff. We tease him all what he had to do to get in there and get that out. That's not teasing. Way worse than that, God went into, that knew no sin went into our sin. That's way nastier. But he chose to do it. You know why? Because he loves us. He fought, he died, he bled. And if we're going to, if we really want our lives to change, then we need to accept him. And then when we do so, we need to remember the sacrifice. And then this is that grandpa said at the first of that show. There are people with short memories. And there are, there are those who are too young and need to be taught. We need to teach those with those short memories. We are those ones with short memories. We need to remind ourselves the price that was paid and then teach those that are too young to know. You can't do it if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I pray this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you'll get that decision straight today. If you do know Him as your Lord and Savior, then I pray that this will be a wake-up call to you. Let's wash away that short-term memory and put our mind back where it needs to be and realize, I am a child of the King. Satan has no hold on me. He can't beat me, buffet me, or chain me any longer. And I claim my rights as a born-again child of God. Will you do that today? If every, every Christian truly proclaimed his rights, claimed his rights as a born-again child of God and then went out and exercised those rights with the power of heaven behind him, I guarantee you this, this country would change. But as long as we sit on our laurels and expect other people to do it for us, then you get what you deserve your choice, your decision this morning. Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. I pray that you will do like Paul did. That you'll take and allow yourself to realize I am a born citizen of heaven. I claim those rights. Father God, I come before you this morning to thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. Thank you for Paul's example that when they were going to take away his rights, He stood firm upon them and proclaimed them. Help us to do the same, Lord. Help us to to step out and understand that we, we have been given incredible power. But with incredible power comes incredible responsibility. And we need to be responsibly sharing your message, sharing who you are, and remembering you not just on Veterans Day, but every day, not just on the Sabbath, but every day. I should remember that you chose to put on the uniform and hang upon that cross, the uniform of humility. And you humbly allowed yourself to take my place. And you chose to sacrifice yourself to save me. But if we will remember that, maybe, just maybe, we'll change the world a little bit more. 
God, may thy will be done in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, I hope that you will, one, be proud of these men and women who fight for us. Lift them up in prayer. I don't care what you think of the presidential system or the the reason why they are there. They are there because their commander-in-chief told them to. And for that reason, they need our prayers. Lift them up in prayer. But to do so, you need to know Jesus Christ and who you are in his life too. As we sing.